Good morning. It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Today is Tuesday, May 18th, 2021. I'm Peter Apathy with Raven News. Health officials reported two new cases of coronavirus in Sitka last week. One patient was a woman in her 20s who contracted the virus locally through community spread. The second patient was a man in his 70s who picked up the virus traveling. Both patients were experiencing symptoms at the time they were tested. They are the only two active cases in Sitka. The new cases bring Sitka's cumulative total to 371 over the course of the pandemic. One Sitka resident has died from the virus. Health officials report that almost 72% of Sitkans aged 16 and over are at least partially vaccinated. On May 10th, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration expanded the emergency authorization of the Pfizer vaccine for use in people 12 to 15. While there's no data yet on the number of vaccines administered to children in that age group, state health officials report that just over 15,000 Alaskans under the age of 19 have been vaccinated. In Sitka, there are two organizations holding regular vaccine clinics, Harry Race Pharmacy and the Southeast Alaska Regional Health Consortium. You can learn more about how to sign up for either at the KCAW Coronavirus Information Hub on our website, kcaw.org. Many Southeast Alaska homeowners are converting to electric heat pumps as a way to reduce reliance on fossil fuels and improve air quality. But in some of Southeast's smallest communities, the high cost of electricity makes operating them unaffordable. As Aaron McKinstry reports for Alaska's Energy Desk, a recent study found that offering a special rate for heat pumps in the Kupernoff Island village of Cake and other remote communities could help the utility, the environment, and the consumer. Cake resident Adam Davis decided to convert to a heat pump about four years ago. Before that, he was using a pellet stove, but barging in fuel was getting expensive. When Clinkett Haida Regional Housing Authority offered to install a heat pump for free as part of a pilot program, it piqued his curiosity. I was willing to be a guinea pig to see whether or not they were viable here. Davis doesn't have any complaints about his heat pump. The devices can work like an air conditioner, using electricity to move hot air outside during the summer. But unlike an air conditioner, they can also move warm air into the home to provide heat in the winter. They also provide added benefits like air filtration, compared to wood and oil heating, which can reduce indoor and outdoor air quality. Davis says he thinks he's saved money not having to buy the pellets for his stove, even with a slight increase in his electricity bill. But that wouldn't be the case if it was his only source of heat. He also has propane and oil heaters for his nearly 2,000-square-foot home. I see them as a great you know, supplementary type of heat source. Not as a primary heat source, just because the wide things are temperatures here. I don't think you can rely on them in the coldest of months. Davis says a few of his neighbors installed heat pumps as their only source of heat. And their electric bills skyrocketed, minimizing or eliminating savings from not having to buy heating fuel. Like many rural Alaska communities, the cost of electricity in cake is high one-and-a-half times the state average, and and two-and-a-half times the national. And that's when you factor in something called power cost equalization, a state program that subsidizes rural energy costs. In Cake, any usage over 500 kilowatt hours a month is about double the cost because it isn't covered by the program. And the added electrical demand of heat pumps can easily push a household over that threshold. 
That's one of the reasons the Inside Passage Electrical Cooperative, or IPEC, worked with the Alaska Center for Power and Energy to study whether a lower rate for heat pump users might be a good fit for CAKE and the four other communities they serve. But I do understand that people are having a hard time, you know, those who have heat pumps are having a hard time paying the extra amount on their electric bill every month. Jody Mitchell is the cooperative CEO. She says it's expensive to provide electricity to the remote communities IPAC serves as customers cut back on electrical use and introduce energy efficiency measures to try and save money can actually make rates per kilowatt hour go up because the utility still needs a minimum amount of money coming in to keep things running. You know, the more we sell, the cheaper it is for everybody. Introducing a special rate for heat pumps could encourage more customers to use them, and the money they'd normally spend on imported fuels would go toward electricity instead. And even though IPEC would absorb the cost of the special rate, the study shows that it's still worth it financially because it would help them sell more power. The study also shows that with the special rate, consumers would save money on heating in the long run. And finally, in places like Cake where renewable hydropower is in play, Heat pumps are a win for the environment. Mitchell is excited about the findings, but also recognizes their limitations. IPEC doesn't want to overload their microgrids either. So we're trying to find a sweet spot. How many can we allow, assuming that our system was you know, using a peak demand from like January? If we added this much more burden on our electric system, would we have to start up another generator? And that's what we want to avoid. Gary Williams is the former executive director of CAKE's tribal government, the Organized Village of CAKE. He says looking to alternative solutions to address the high cost of energy in CAKE is imperative. It doesn't just impact households. It has a broader effect on the entire economic development of the town. Time after time, we're, we're faced with uh, the high cost of electricity just making it impractical uh, and unfeasible for anyone to develop new businesses. IPEC plans to hold a meeting with its members in early June to discuss the special rate for heat pump users. If implemented, customers would apply on a first-come, first-served basis. For Alaska's Energy Desk, I'm Erin McKinstry in Sitka. After a year unlike any other, teachers, students, and parents across the country are hoping for a less surprising school year this fall. But before starting anew, some families are looking for ways to make up for this year's challenges. As KTOO's Bridget Dowd reports, the Juneau School District is offering an expanded summer school program. JSD has offered summer school in the past. High school students were able to participate in credit recovery, special needs students could sign up for an extended school year, and there were a few programs for elementary students. But Ted Wilson, the district's director of teaching and learning support, says in recent years, the summer school program hasn't been nearly as big as they're expecting it to be in the coming months. Once it's all said and done, practically every school and program in the district will have hosted uh, some aspect of summer school. We'll have more capacity for both our special ed students and our general education students than we might have other summers. Several sessions will be offered at different schools across all grade levels throughout June and July. At the elementary level, teachers have identified students that could benefit from a little extra time and invited them to participate in summer programs. Middle school sessions are open to any 6th, 7th, or 8th grader who wants to apply. 
High schools are offering more sessions than they typically do, prioritizing students who need to complete credits first and admitting other students as space allows. Most programs will focus on language arts, math, and science, but some art and PE options are available as well. Wilson says the district is using funds from the American Rescue Plan Act to make those sessions possible. It is 100% funding the middle school, and it's funding about half of the elementary school effort. It's helping with the high school effort, although the high schools often provide a lot of what they're going to be doing. That will be combined with a few other available grants, and the district is also setting aside money for summer school in 2022. Yvette Perez has a 10-year-old son at Mendenhall River Community School. As a single mom, she says it was hard to keep her son on track this year. Try to juggle between, okay, you need to do homework, but at the same time I need to be on meetings or, or you know, on interviews or conferences and this. So for me, it was really hard trying to, you know, make a schedule and sit down with him for like four, five, six hours a day. Perez says her son fell behind in math and will be using the June and July summer sessions to catch up. He was doing okay. He was like on a regular level, I would say, not like really, really smart. But when this past year that, you know, they stayed home during the homeschool session, that's when he completely dropped. Like he literally kind of like, I think, forgot everything or kind of like it was completely different for him not having a teacher in front of him to explain things. Alyssa Cadiente Lady Blattner has a six-year-old in a specialized program for students with autism at Riverbend Elementary School. She says while most students attended school virtually, her son Aiden was unable to. Aiden uh, doesn't like using the computer um, and he won't engage. So we've tried doing Zoom before and he, he didn't want to be on the computer. He'd run away from it. Aiden also lost a lot of his service hours where he'd get speech therapy or time with a special education teacher. The extended school year will help him catch up on those hours. Blattner says she's hoping the next year will be better both for his education and his social interaction. He's not able to tolerate wearing a mask as long as his um, peers in general education are. So Aiden has actually spent the majority of his time at school in his specialized classroom. I don't think he's been in his general education classroom at all. So that is concerning because he hasn't had that social interaction with his peers. Recruitment for summer school is still underway, but some elementary programs are already at capacity. In Juneau, I'm Bridget Dowd. I'm Peter Apathy, and this has been Raven News. And in our weather forecast for today, you can expect partly cloudy skies, highs 49 to 55 degrees with northwest winds around 10 miles per hour. Tonight, partly cloudy, lows around 40, northwest winds around 10 miles per hour. And for tomorrow, partly cloudy skies again, highs 51 to 57, west winds around 10 miles per hour. And the Sitka Cycling Club will do some trail building and maintenance today from 4 to 6 p.m. You can meet them just off the cross trail near Sitka High. (laughs) 